Tax-deferred exchanges gets everybody excited because the only thing they know about it sometimes is it gets you out of paying capital gains taxes. And that's true enough. The word they never hear, or sometimes don't hear anyway, is deferred. You will owe the tax at some point, and if not you, maybe your heirs. For every good thing that happens in a tax-deferred exchange, there's something that the code gets a little bit of payback. For example, take one guy who buys a small income property. He's just buying it with his cash down and gets a loan, and now he owns it. Now, he may end up with 10000 a year in depreciation. He's subtracting the value of the land, which may be anywhere from 10 to 30% of his purchase price. And then he just, for lack of, I won't go into all the details, but you just take the rest, which is called improvements on the land. You divide that by 27 and a half years. That's your 10 grand, maybe. So the other guy buys the duplex next door, but he does it via a tax-deferred exchange. Now, what I call excess baggage you're carrying from previous ownership, the code, may, the tax code makes you take it with you. So when you buy a home or a duplex or a fourplex or whatever, what you paid for that property, give or take, is what's known as your basis, your cost basis. So let's say you paid $100,000. If you owned it for five years and you had 4000 a year of depreciation, you would have taken $20,000 in depreciation. Well, the IRS says your adjusted cost basis is now the 100 that you paid minus the 20000 in total depreciation you've taken in the five-year hold. So now, if you sell it for 150, your gain is not 50,000, 150 minus 100. It's 70,000, 150 minus 80. Now, there's a lot more things that affect your adjusted basis upon sale. It has to do with the cost of selling it when you get rid of it, all these other things. But we're just going to keep narrowly talking about tax-deferred exchanges. The number one thing you should know about them is that if at all possible, avoid them. The only reason you ever want to do it is that the capital gains taxes in terms of dollar amount are so onerous that you just can't get around that barrier. You, it just takes the flavor out of even doing what you want to do. And then you do it because even by deferring the taxes, and taking that extra baggage with you to the next property, it's worthwhile long run. What that excess baggage does is on the property that you end up with, or the properties in many cases, instead of getting what your buddy got, which is 10000 a year on his purchase, you're only going to get maybe six and a half, seven thousand, And that's because you had to bring your other one with you. And you can only depreciate extra over what you left as the difference between the debt you left versus the debt, the new debt you acquired. So you might have left $100,000 
in loan balance when you started your tax-deferred exchange. And you might have bought a whole lot of property, but your loans only increased by 80000 Well, you can only depreciate eighty, and you really can't do that. You've got to still take the percentage of the land value from what you purchased away from that 80000 So if it's 20%, you're taking 16000 away. Your depreciable basis on that exchange is now 80% of $80,000, $64,000. So your depreciation is way less than it would have been. And to add insult to injury, down the road, if you ever want to sell that property, your capital gain will be larger because part of that baggage you were forced to take with you when you did that tax-deferred exchange was that it kept that cost basis that you brought with you that was lower. And now you've depreciated that all the way through from the old one and the new one you've depreciated and both cost basis goes down, down, down. I've seen people arrive where one nice apartment building might be worth $2 million when they're ready to retire. And they own it free and clear. They're very happy. And they're wondering, they're doing the analysis, would it make sense to sell this and pay the taxes versus just keeping the income even though we might be almost or completely out of depreciation. So they do the analysis and they find out that all the, the exchanges, they might have done three, four, maybe even five exchanges in the last 20, 30 years, and they find out that their adjusted cost basis is $380,000, and they're going to sell it for $2 million. That, that analysis is over, because they're going to own capital gains when it ends easily on over a million and a half dollars. Now, some people will still do that, because the opportunity for what they would do with that money so outyields what they would make from keeping that property that they will do it. But that's the exception that will prove the rule. So when in doubt, if you can possibly avoid a tax-deferred exchange, do it. Because every time you do that, you increase your ultimate tax shelter via depreciation you lower your potential capital gains taxes down the road, and you give yourself potentially more options on exactly what you might be able to choose to do five or 10 years down the road, or more importantly, at retirement.